The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it has a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> I never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. Hello world. You're about to experience something that you haven't experienced in about, what, five years. We are here, AFC North champs. I am Zim Hude with my co-host, Ace Bookie. Yes, sir. Smoking on that AFC North pack. What is that joint hitting on? What's, what is, what's, everybody wants to know what that chief, what that patty, what is that patty? Like, grade that one to ten. How does that feel for Ooh. us right now? I think it's about 525 if I'm grading it on that scale. Yes, sir. Mr. 525. <laughs> we going crazy now. So all this year, I think you guys have been following people, uh, following lots of Bengals entities, lots of different people that we believe in. Shout out to my boy, Anthony Kazenza holding it down when we, me and Ace were definitely out of town, didn't have a schedule of the, you know, our normal par. We, you know, I wanted to come straight after the game, but, you know, me and Ace both had some stuff going on. So shout out to him. Please make sure y'all check out his show. Um, but on, on, on our, you know, on our Sissy Jungle um you know, network here, but I want to talk, like, let's get straight into this. Cause there's so much to unpackage here. Fact. First and foremost, I'm just going to say this. This is one of the greatest moments that I think I've ever felt watching Joe Burrow wear the Migo shirt before the game and have everybody and their mother message me and be like, Ace is on. And for me, I looked over to my uh, my wife. I said, bro, we are winning this game. <laughs> Just give us some insight. Talk to me about it. Like, where were you when you found out? Like, talk to people about this design because this thing, this ain't just pop up now that Joe B, Joe B is warning. People think that this just right. came out or something. Right. No, you're right. So the first person that called me was them. So hold on. Let me move this camera real quick. First person that called me was them. So as you guys may have known, and I think I said it on the last show, um, it was my wife's birthday weekend. So we actually went to Disney. And so I'm literally getting on the ferry at Disney World. Like, you already know if you've ever been to Magic Kingdom, you got to do a hop and skip there. And I'm on the boat, right? And I'm sitting there talking to my wife. And then Zim calls. And I'm like, I'm out here with my wife. I want to make sure that she's getting my complete attention. So I sent him the voicemail. And then, like, he then I called back. you. Then I called you back. <laughs> I go back and call me. I was like, "All right, something is going on here. Like, something, something is going crazy." And like, right at that same time that he was calling me, my Twitter notifications were going off. And I'm like, "All right, the last time this happened, it was when Tyler Boyd had the Migos uh, shirt on on IG." And so then I saw that, and I was like, "All right." Cool. And then I'm like, bro, I end up seeing Joey B and I'm like, bro, he's wearing the Migos shirt. And I literally hand the phone right to my wife. And she is just like, she was like, Zim is a real one. She was like, Zim was going to make sure that you got that news. And from then on, it was just crazy. It's like you said, I immediately looked at my wife and I was like, we winning today. Like that's the energy that's out there. So for him to wear that, it was just crazy. And for the Bengals to tweet it, and then, like everybody be talking about the T-shirt, everybody, about the Migos. It was just, 
a crazy moment, bro. And then like I'm I always am on like Bleacher Report and stuff like that. And I'm always checking and seeing like the notifications be about Bengals related stuff. And then it's like I get a notification about them talking about the Migo <laughs> shirt itself, which was crazy because like a lot of people don't know. I think I told Zim I sent the guys the shirts months ago, like probably back in like June or July. So I had no idea that they were going to still wear them. Like Chase had posted it initially and it got some traction then. I didn't even know that Tyler Boyd, I told you that I didn't even know Tyler Boyd was going to wear it. And then let alone Joe Burrow, like the fact that they pulled it out for this game was just major. And then the way that they played in the game just made it even better. And then, like you said, after the game, my phone starts blowing up again. My phone hasn't stopped buzzing since it happened, bro. Since he put it on, the phone hasn't stopped buzzing. It just was was crazy. Um, I wanted to ask you this, too, because did, can, can you tell everybody where they could get the shirt at, too? Because if you we yes. talk up, we, we don't talk about merch like that much on our show. I feel like we, we might briefly talk about it. But I just think at this very moment, it's such a hot topic. And it's such a big deal, like, because people hit me and be like, where can you get it? And I'm like, you know, newstripecity.com. But just newstripecity.com Because we had to fight bots, too. So, like, right when that's happening, all of these bots, which the bots were there at the beginning, like, when I first made it. But it was only, like, two of them. It was, like, I kind of, and I remember reaching out to you and I think talking to Bengals Captain about it. And he had actually let me know that they were bots. But the bots went crazy after that. So, I'm, like, trying to you know, block them, report them. So if you guys are listening, do me a favor. If you see any bot that's posting this link and they are not newstripecity.com, report them, report the tweet, report the account. I appreciate that. I've been doing that for the most part. Um, The link is actually, hold on, someone said put the link in the chat. I'll be make sure to do that. The link my is boy, in the My boy Nick, my boy well. Nick. What's up, Nick? But also, y'all, don't forget that we also got um, whole lot of orange. We also got the the whole division shirt that Zim has as well. We both put together some dope designs. I think we got to get whole lot of orange to go up too. Uh, but definitely check him out at zimhuday.com and all of our merch. It's just a crazy like. Free. I just want to say thank you if Joe Burrow is listening, if Tyler Boyd is listening, anybody Chase, you guys, Joe Mixon, thank you, bro. I truly appreciate it. Like the fact that y'all embraced it just shows how dope. You guys are as players and just shows how dope you guys support, you know, the, the Bengals community and the diehards out here. And that's why I made this shirt. It was like about the culture. And I'm actually wearing the very first one I made. Like this was the original design right here. Right. Um, but but after that one was, I think, taken down or something, I had to go and we work with our partners, OTO Supply, on this one. And now the Migo shirts are just going crazy. Man, I, I just think it's so crazy that you know here we are. We didn't did it. We didn't get the people to civil war. If you follow all of this stuff, like me and Ace had a good conversation earlier, and I was like, you know, like we've been Bengals fans for our whole entire life, but this year has been the most influential, craziest moments for us. And I and I know you guys want to get into the game, but I just think that some of this stuff that we've been saying all along to watch it come to fruition is a very special thing. And I think a lot of people can ride with her because everybody hits me and be like, Zim, you told us. I told all my friends and da 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 And, and I feel like it's like the Bengals community kind of went in too because, you know, it didn't ever have to be like a battle of like, I want this guy, I want this guy. The Migos shirt to me represented like, we are always going to have the best wide receiver core. And the day that it happened, I said, if a team wants to play us, they better have all their corners and they better be healthy. And these dudes are going to take over. And to watch it happen and fast forward to, you know, uh, this past Sunday, I just think, where do you even want to start? There's so many moments because, like, like, like people, you, you could tell me in the chats, like, what's your favorite moment? Ace, let's just go into the game. Bengals win the game by a field goal. Wild sequences all over the place. Do you want to go chronological like we've done before, or do you? I know I've highlighted like some a couple different one uh, notes that I had or whatever, but right. I just man, like, where do you want to start with this? So we can start. I think you asked about like what what was my favorite moment in the game, right? I think for me, and you, it might be similar for you. Uno, the seventy-two yard 
Touchdown. Like no. I was literally no in third line. no third and twenty seven. Third and twenty seven all day. Third and twenty seven for the rest I'm of my life. At, I'm not mad at third and twenty seven at all because that was insane. That was yeah, I probably would agree with y'all third and twenty seven. But I will say in the moment when I was watching it, just because we were down at the time when I was watching, and I was like, all right, we need something here. And then like my phone kind of spoils it a little bit. I'm like, all right, Jamar Chase touch. I'm like, how did this happen? And so then <laughs> I see it and I see all of these people around him. And I'm like, bro, there's no way that he's gonna make it out of all of these people. And he just turns on the burner and just torches all of them. And I'm just like, because we talk about, we joke about the AFC North talk. And at one point, Tony had said, All right, dial up the, the 82 yard Jamar Chase touchdown um play. And after that, I hit him and I was like, Yeah, we just dialed up the 72 yard. Jamar Chase touchdown play. It, it's after it's that real. And, and a crazy thing, I was talking to some folks very close to him. You know, I talked to his father recently. I, I talked to a lot of people. And one of the things that I kept on harping in coming into the game is that they got to get away from just going deep to Jamar Chase. Just Jamar Chase in space is a nightmare for a defender. And I don't think the fans really at home, like seeing them uh, – Seeing them in person, just if you've ever like, even when we was at the Jaguars game, where like all these different games or different seeing speed in person or seeing strength in person, it's yeah. just nothing like it. And I just it, he's way bigger than a lot of people think. A lot of people think he definitely is way like we saw that when we saw him in person. So he is definitely way bigger than you think. He's not a small guy whatsoever. He catches that. He goes. He goes house to see that speed and that acceleration. There's only one guy in the NFL that I think is taken off like that, like one elite guy, and that's right. Tyreek. That one right. guy that we're talking about, Tyreek, had 40 yards for the whole entire game because of Wouzier was clamping and, and company. But my one point was this uh, before the game even started, and I want to know what you think about this. I got a lot of criticism for this one time before. I said the Bengals draft is so unorthodox, and people didn't really get it at the time. And I think there's been other media people that have said this, but the Bengals drafted to beat the Chiefs. Facts. Like facts. I think you were the first person that said that. You was like, I don't care about these other teams and the division and yep. stuff like that. That's you what, like, that's I want to <laughs> beat the Chiefs. And like, I think you were right because it's not a slight to anybody in the division. It's just that the class of, you know, the AFC has been the Chiefs. It's always been the Chiefs. And like you said, that was one of the reasons why we wanted Joe Burrow because we had to get not only the quarterback that could compete with Matt Holmes, but we had to get the weapons too. And you made that your point as well when you said we got to go and get Chase because I need three dogs and I need a dog in mixing to be able to go hand-in-hand in uh, in combat with the Chiefs. And that was like when Joe wore the shirt, it's like I got my guys. Like we ready. It's smoke. It's up. Like we ready for this. And I think that, like you said, you like like you said on a lot of things, bro. Like a lot of people got to give you know Zim his flowers on a lot of the stuff that he said, especially when it comes to Chase. When it comes to you know the strategy that we need to attack with and stuff like that, you hit the nail on the head on that one, bro. And like the other thing too, Zim was the first person that I seen going out, and I remember you calling me several times. We talk, me and Zim talk all the time, but it was like he had went out there early before the season started and said. We got the best trio in the league, the whole entire NFL. People were coming at him saying the Bucks, <laughs> the Cowboys, and all of that. And he said that. And now you hear guys like Randy Moss and the Talking Heads saying stuff that me and Zim have said like six months ago. So, right. like, definitely got to give you your credit on that one, bro. And like you said, that is why you why we did what we needed to do so we can go into these games with the Chiefs and not have to worry about putting points on the board. Because even though we down 14, like you told me, we're not Man. done yet. We can put up points in bunches. The you know the most beautiful part about this game. We're gonna talk about like how perfect this game was and what it means to Cincinnati sports and everything like that. But one of the things that I think that is gonna do for the city, and one thing that I think it does for Bengals fans is, I think a layer of doubt was removed. The third and twenty-seven, to me, said just just being down fourteen. I was listening to Anthony, um, his podcast. When I was on the plane and I was coming back and I was listening to him, he was like, man, we were down 11. I wasn't really sure and stuff like that. 
I remember before Chase scored the touchdown, I tweeted, if you guys follow me on Twitter, I like tweet like live game and stuff or whatever. And um, before it happened, I said, number nine will never care about the score. And a lot of people talk to me this year that just met me this year and be like, you're so optimistic on the Bengals. I'm like, it's, it's number nine. Like when you got number nine, I just feel like I'm invincible. I really do. And, and you know, I'm very confident in life and stuff like that. But number nine is giving me like a confidence that I never knew existed. And that's why he's so important to Cincinnati sports. That's why he's so important to the culture, because I think it's really bigger than football. And being down 14 points, I've tweeted right away. Number nine does not care about the score. We won't waver. I look down, take a sip of my drink, look up, boom, Jamar Chase gone. And when I and I'm at the, I'm at a bar with a whole bunch of fans that don't that I ask everybody that I said, have you ever seen a Bengals game this year? And it was like, no, like a full game. It was like, no. I went gathered people. I grabbed everybody I could. I said, hey, come over here. I want y'all to see this game. I know you might don't watch football. It's super intense. I think you're gonna have a whole lot of fun. If I lose this game, I'm gonna buy everybody here a drink. Had the whole bar just like sitting right there, and I was sweating bullets because I'm like, shoot, I ain't trying to buy all these people drinks. I ain't trying to pay that tab. But it was so crazy to watch everybody come there and say, why isn't this team, you know, like elevated? Like, why aren't they on Sports Center? Why aren't they like everywhere? Why aren't they on magazine? Like, people that don't really watch football. And I was like, that's the same thing I've been telling our fans all year. The all our ops. Wish they had Jamar Chase. When Jamar Chase was making drops, they were so happy about it because they like, whew, we dodged that bullet because all of them wanted Jamar Chase. And the Bengals fans were all sitting here and saying, oh, this guy's got drops and super critical. I'm like, bro, we all, if we stick together on our Amigo stuff and they stick together and we got Joey B, I'm going to show y'all that there's nothing like that in the NFL right now. And that's why the comp, like when, when people talk about the Bucks and the Cowboys and different stuff like that, they're talking about team guys that Amari Cooper has been in the league like eight years. He's never had more yards than T. Higgins or any or Jamar Chase or anything. And this is right. Jamar Chase's rookie year. They'll talk about the Bucks. All them guys are old. Um, I'm they're not old, but Antonio Brown was old, and now he's not even on the team. I'm like, y'all giving all these people like Julio Jones and all these different duos and stuff all this credit based off of what they've done. But who wouldn't take this young, spry, 21-year-old guy jumping out the gym, running a 4-3, and all of these other guys? It's like it's super easy for me to see it. And I think having Jamar Chase break the rookie record, having 14-29, having that happen, the way he did it, and just the different points that he did in the game, I think it peeled a layer of uncertainty off of Bengals fans. No, I'm with you. I think it it definitely – just has shown whether it's, you know, Joe, TB, T. Higgins, nobody wants to mess with us. Like, I, I said that on the preview show. Like, a lot of people was talking about how scary the Chiefs' offense was. I was like, our offense is pretty damn scary, too. And if if we were just being 100, we have more skill weapons than they have. So, like, much respect to Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. But we feel like we got, like, two Tyreek sure. on this team with – T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, and then we got Tyler Boyd. Like, bro, we took him. We, we got took Chris toe Evans. Toe. We know, like, bro, we bro, got we take Uzama. Like, bro, you really don't want to smoke with us. You we really took. Don't smoke we we took anybody that says anybody, their fans and stuff are delusional, and we're going to get into the calls in a second, like uh, officiating and stuff like that. But I'm going to tell you from a player standpoint, for Pat Mahomes to watch Joe Burrow perform like that psychologically is going to put something in his brain that he'll never forget the day that Joe Burrow came out there and threw for 500 on him, and it was no problem. Joe Burrow was getting hit all over the place, and it was no problem. He just delivered, wham, wham, bam, bam, just, just dicing him up. And on a low, Tyler Boyd, every single week, super sneaky touchdown, super clutch moment, super whatever. On the low, T. Higgins, even if he doesn't have 194, one jump, like it's just no way to stop that, this. And that pass to T was nuts. Bro. And I, and I, and I'm just so <laughs> glad that people got a chance to see that. And everybody that I saw around there, I said, man, I wish that Bengals fans would take this same energy and just apply it to what, like, to what you just see. And go watch any of these other teams. Like there's there's stagnant defense times. There are times where guys don't do well on defense. There's time, 
you know, like where things don't go your way. But this team is super resilient and they make really, really good second half uh, changes. And I think the first half of this game, Bengals down 14 points. Um, that's not enough points for, to we're at that point. We're at that. We're at that point right now. If you're up 14 points as a Bengal fan, you'll know that that's not enough points. Bengals get the field goal. They get it down to 11 points. What were your thoughts coming into halftime? Uh, I felt I still felt good because I knew that we were going to get the ball after, um, you know, the second, the first half was over. Right, I knew that we were getting the ball back based off of it. Uh, we went out there with Evan McPherson. He gets the field goal. I'm like, all right, we're good. We're we in good position. I was worried about the defense at first initially, right, because it just seemed like – and it wasn't that the defense was playing bad. It just seemed like the defense was playing good. And then anytime they would get into like a third down, like those receivers for the Chiefs were catching everything. I'm like, damn, bro, they just going to catch that? Like it's insane. And they just kept converting there. And so I was like, well, I want to see what Luke does in the second half, how they adjust after seeing what the Chiefs offense did in the first half. And I got to get kudos. I know we talked the gang about the offense. The defense came to play in the for second sure. half. And I Great think that point. was definitely the X factor. Even shout out to, to Eli Apple as well. I know we talked about Cheeto. Eli Apple in that first half had that interception that he dropped. Like Mahomes had, if I'm not mistaken, two drop interceptions in that game. So the way that that defense, I feel like, played in the second half, like completely changed the outcome of the nice. game. And that's that, like, really, honestly, and truly. You can call us homers and all of that. At the end of the day, me and Zim are students of the game. We watched the entire league. There is no team in the NFL that has the offensive, the explosive offense that we have, the and talent then, that we have, and then a defense that can really just put clamps on anybody. <laughs> when they put it together at the right. same time, it's scary for anybody in the league. Right. And, and that and that's the whole that's the whole message that I have been going through when we, we came on the show. I said, bro, who 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 do you think you think the Colts want to be able to stop these three? OK, Jonathan Taylor can run really well. Right. What do we do best? We're the fourth best run defense in the National Football Facts. League. OK, so the <laughs> Patriots, you think that they want to come in? They have their they're out coaching guys. Right. We go. We see Matt LaFleur with the Packers take them to overtime when back when Joey B was on a pitch count. And the only thing that saved the Packers that day, it wasn't uh, clock management or anything like that. It was just we say the Packers let them off the hook where they were trying to not let Joe B cook in the in the overtime. We hand the ball off on 38-39. Fast forward into now, imagine you get Joe Burrow that football right there at that moment. Like we're aren't we aren't we like six and one or something right there? Like so like for all of these different things that happen throughout the year and then finally they finally get it all together. We go the last two, three games and no turnovers. The last three things th that's the biggest thing that stood out to me in this game is no turnovers in those different points. And the defense, it isn't the greatest defense of all time, but the system is set up in a way for them to all succeed. There are going to be teams that we're going to see in the playoffs that they put their, their corners on islands and people pay big money for those guys. And we'll pay Awuzie big money. Eli Apple is going to get a check, all these different things like that. But the one thing with Lou's scheme is there's always help. There's always a safety that's going to be able to give you inside leverage. There's always – like I want to talk a little X and O's real quick for real quick. One thing coming into this game, the, the Chiefs were on an eight-game uh, – they were on an eight-game win streak, right? Yep. Early in the season, teams were giving them two high looks. Patrick Mahomes killed it, killed it, killed it. So then they go and then teams start playing single high. And then people had a little bit of success, whatever. Bengals' first half of that game, Luke comes out there, single high look. So you're like, yeah, on third downs, you know, um, Chiefs guys, whatever. Because Patrick Mahomes is able to process so fast, just like Joe Burrow is. Seeing on high look, I know I got Tyreek one-on-one. I know I got whatever. Two hot, two, uh, two, uh, cover two shells, even trap uh, coverages over on the sidelines and different things like that. You can't really see it pre-snap. You have to see it after the snap. So the first half of the football game, it's all single high looks. Lou comes out, Patrick Mahomes is shook, comes out second half, two, two uh coming back with two safeties. Von Bell, you don't know where he's going. You know what I'm saying? Like uh it, it just robber looks and different things like that, where it confused Pat Mahomes because he hadn't seen it in like eight, nine weeks because teams were scared to do it. Then the gutsiest call of them all, third and five, 
You send a zero blitz to Pat yeah, Mahomes? Yeah. Like, yeah. nobody does that. <laughs> nobody does it. So, like, as a Bengal fan, I'm watching this at the bar. I'm telling everybody, I'm like, when the last time y'all seen somebody successfully do a zero blitz on Pat Mahomes on third down? He will okay. cook you. And it shook him. And then to see Joe Burrow on the opposite end take, take two zero looks that I saw, it absolutely destroyed him. They try to do the trap coverage over there. Um, people, I was just watching AFC North. He says Sorensen is, is not that good. Sorensen is pretty good, and he's formidable. But Joe Burrow was able to see in that route, Jamar Chase, with his mind, was like, just stop your route, fall into this into this zone right here, stop your route right here, I'm going to throw it right here, and then I'm going to make my move, I'm going to cut across the field and go crazy on you. And the, and the crazy thing about it is, they were saying on AFC North, he's not good. Why is he on? No, Jamar Chase is just way better than all of those people. The the day when people wake up, you know how people wake up and say Devontae Adams and um, Aaron Rodgers are just so good. They don't, they don't watch any Packers games, but they're, they're so good. And they are. And they really are. Yeah, right. But the day that people wake up and say, Jamar Chase is just marginally better. T. Higgins is just marginally better. Tyler Boyd is marginally better than whoever is going to defend him in those different circumstances is the day that I live. I I can't wait to see when people just start saying that because what they do is give us excuses on why something didn't go the way that they thought it would because the defender's bad or the defender's hurt or something like that. But Joey B are diagnosing he's a surgeon on the field. And watching it in real time, how fast he understands what's going on and it hits these guys is just is phenomenal. And the adjustments that were made in the second half of the football versus what we used to do when we had Marvin Lewis, it's just, <laughs> whoa. Like everybody in their mom that's in here at some point probably said, including myself, was probably very critical on Zach Taylor. If you're right. talking coaching now, show me a second half that the, that the Bengals didn't come out here and cook. Like every single second Jack half, cooking. every single second <laughs> half, they come back with adjustment. We talk about coaching, like people just give it to Andy Reid. And they were really mad at the tweets that I had before the game. I said, Andy mm-hmm. Reid folded in all those Eagles, all the, he went to eight conference championships, no Super Bowl. He got his first Super Bowl with Pat Mahomes. What mm-hmm. did he do when he goes to the Super Bowl last year? Pat Mahomes goes back there uh, with that Walmart offensive line that they got because everybody got hurt. He never adjusted anything. I bet you Zach Taylor makes those adjustments. But the difference right. is the difference is people are conditioned to think like these this guy is up here and this guy is up here. Now Zach Taylor is now mentally what Joe Burrow's been telling us all along. He told us after the game he, he was a perfect fit. When I met him at the combine, I knew that he was amazing and he was a beautiful mind or whatever. So all these different things are now happening in real time. And as fans that don't watch a lot of football, one thing doesn't go your way. Kelsey gets a football. I mean, gets a touchdown. Everybody's like, "Wow, Kelsey, he scores!" Yeah, I mean, how That's did he do it? Travis I'm Kelsey. Like, <laughs> I'm like, bro, have you seen Travis, Travis Kelsey before? He's on my fantasy team. He goes to work every single week, even if I don't get a chance to catch him. Like, I think people just we say that every week, but I, I just think the coaching, Zach Taylor, coach of the year. Zach <laughs> like, Taylor definitely coach of the year. And go from four games well. to this. He's easily the coach of the year. I mean, like, and you talk about him in this game and we talk about, like, Marvin Lewis and the, the differences between the two, right? Like, Marvin Lewis was a conservative guy. Zach was out here going forward in his own territory. He was just situationally aware of everything in this game. And I think you got to just get a man his credit. Like, I got on a lot of people earlier this season that were like, fire Zach and this and that. And like you said, last year we were definitely critical of Zach, right? But we came around – kind of, at least I know I did, I don't know you did as well, but I was like, you know, he hasn't had his guys, you know, this is a rebuild, it's something that we're not really used to, and so for Zach to finally get the chance to come out here with his own players, I gave him this year, and I felt like, I think I said before the season, if he wins like seven to eight games, you got to keep him, I mean, this man won 10, and he's literally can win 11, like we're gonna win potentially 11 games, he has to be the coach of the year, um, he's got to get the kudos. I don't want to hear no fire Zach anything. Um, and I think that that just definitely taught Hootay Nation a lesson to stick it through and represent Zach Taylor and what he's did. And like you said, he went toe to toe with Andy Reid, okay, and out coached him. And there were other games this season where he where he's out coached 
you know, Mike Tomlin, Harbaugh, a lot of these other guys that he's out coached. So at yeah. this point, I want the smoke with anybody. It's up. It, it is. And I think rewinding a little bit, we're critical on some of these instances like the Packers game. I hated that handoff. And at the time, I think the conversation was, we're going to trust Evan McPherson to kick this. Joe, we're not going to put too much on your plate early in the season. But as fans in the moment, you want to win and you don't understand some of this stuff. And I think the players respect them a lot more for different things like that. And that's not me just being like a homer or like sucking them, like sucking Zach off or whatever. It's just it's just telling the truth. Like some things behind the scenes we probably don't understand sometimes or why they did it or why he built confidence in certain things. I'll probably never understand why, he, you know, why he handed the ball off a couple of weeks ago. Um, but to come back, to take ownership of that at the, at the podium, then to come back, absolutely outcoach the Broncos, know that they couldn't score, come back with that game plan. I, I mean, even the Raiders game, the way that he Mixon was utilized in that game, like, the, like, like there's so many different points that, that Bengals fans could really point to that you could you would have 100 positive Zach Taylor things at this point now if you really went through every single game, and then you would collect all the bad ones, and it'd probably be like 100 to like 22. Like 100 good positive things versus 22. And that's the nature of the beast. Every week we watch coaches make mistakes against us. I thought the Chargers coach um, that I, I really like, I can't, his name escapes me, um, Staley. But Staley, I, yeah. I, I thought he made some mistakes in there. I thought that uh, Andy Reid made a couple of mistakes by punting. Uh, I mean, um, not letting they, us score at the end. That's what they talked about on AFC North. So, so that was the next point to me, too. So we're just going to fast forward all the way to the end of the game. Third and 27th is third 27. Chiefs people talking about all these different things that happen in the game. Uh, Phantom holding call and a sack. Give us third and 27. I hated the holding call that got us to that. Third and 27, they convert. Boom. We go down the end of the field. Let me ask you. I asked you this earlier on the, on the phone. Do you think that the Bengals were trying to score? at the very beginning of that sequence when they were doing quarterback sneaks? Because it looked like Joe Burrow was just kind of sneaking and it fought, like he didn't really try to extend or or were, were they trying and they just didn't get it? It's hard to say because on the Mixon one, I almost felt like Mixon was in, right? But like you said, on those plays, it's, I'm, I'm not sure. Like we kind of talked about before, like, and I kind of said, you know, why haven't they done the QB sneak? So we got that in this game. But I think in some instances they were trying to score, and then I think that they realized the situation. And like Zach said, I, I believe at the end of the game, you don't want to give Pat Mahomes the ball back, right? And so I think on the Joe Mixon when they almost – he nearly was almost in there, but I think they really made kind of a concerted effort to decide to just kind of run the clock out and get McPherson out there. What were your thoughts on it? I, I just think that it, they weren't trying to score, and I think – it's a testament to that you're going to see for the next 10 years, guys, like teams don't want to have Joe Burrow um, get the ball at the end of a football game. Like to go into that drive with six minutes, just, just rewind just a second, six minutes. The chiefs got to be thinking that they're going to get the ball back and at least try again. I thought that Andy Reid should have just let them should have let us score so that then you come back and then you go maybe score your touchdown and come back and do a two-point conversion to go right. win the game because I got Pat Mahomes. Right. And that's where I thought that he failed. And he, he, Andy Reid made some mistakes in that game, but that was one of them. But I don't think the Bengals were trying to score. Now, when it got down to fourth down, Mixon did cross the plane, offset in penalties. But I do think that they did try to uh, uh, score right there for sure because it's fourth down, so you got to score. Right. Right. In that play, you know what's so crazy about that play? The play looks busted. Joe still never panics, still throws to the only person possible that he probably could get the ball to, and they still score. Even if, the, if that's not a, a penalty right there, they still score. And I just thought that was like – I was looking at the underlining theme of it. I just can't imagine a scenario for the rest of my life watching Joe Burrow where he's going to freeze up. Like in right. that 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 was a mess. I don't know what the play called, but something wasn't right there. But he threw it to Joe Joe Mixon, and I mean they didn't I'm get a, it. You know, I, I'm gonna ask you one quick thing, and then I'm gonna get into these super chats. So we appreciate you guys. I haven't missed the super chats. I'm gonna ask you one thing. Joe Burrow, four thousand six hundred and eleven passing yards. Right? 
34 touchdowns, 14 interceptions. All the way up until like what, week eight, week nine, he was on a, a passing kind of, you know, snap count, essentially. Like they weren't right. going to let him throw 30 passes. How is this man not being talked about in the MVP conversation? Because I'm hearing a lot of people say, you know, he should just be in the MVP conversation, but I think he should be a legitimate. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. I'm going to ask you a question. Who are the leading MVP candidates right now? According to the public, they would say Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. I feel like Tom Brady played himself out of it, though. So, I feel like the Bucks have, like, he's got the they're not even a one seed, right? But I guess because he's putting up the numbers, is it a numbers thing? Because Joey B was on a snap count, so like if Joey B wasn't on, but but, but a that's throw not, count, they're not gonna care about that though. Like the, the, yeah. the public's not gonna care about that at all. Yeah. The thing that makes Brady's run now interceptions wise, Aaron Rodgers is far lesser than all of them. But right. interception wise, Herbert, Burrow, Brady up there with fourteen, and somebody but they didn't him. get sacked fifty one times though. <laughs> The voters don't care about that either because he's Joe Burrow. Like, right. like, like, say Aaron Rodgers did that, they might include that in the right. conversation. But like, just looking at raw numbers, uh, Tom Brady has way, has more touchdowns. But if you're looking at real numbers, like who's pushing the ball yards per per uh, yards per completion, QBR, quarterback rating, Joe Burrow's winning in all of those categories. But Aaron Rodgers, yeah. yeah, Aaron Rodgers has way less interceptions and I think a lot of people will try to look at that and if I'm trying to look from the outside looking in I right. think that that's a legit case but the one thing that I would say that I would just say from any MVP talk or anything like that take take Tom Brady off that team I think they still win seven eight games right take mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers off that team and put in you know let them play Jordan Love I think they still win seven eight games they got Bakari they got you know, like the best Jair Alexander got the best corner in football. They got they got big big smoke Devonte Adams, Adams and stuff. Right, take Joe Burrow off this team. Give me like an average quarterback. Like I'm not even going to name no names. Just give me an average quarterback. I don't think the Bengals really win like five or six games because most quarterbacks couldn't operate under that pressure. And Joe Burrow's been operating with those sacks and everything like that. To your point. Nobody's been sacked that much. Nobody has that many pressures. Nobody has that many quarterbacks. There's only like three quarterbacks that I could think of, like the Russell Wilsons of the world, that I think just normally just operate like that. For him to put up these numbers are staggering with the amount of pressures and knockdowns and, and sacks that he's had. And I think that factors into if you took him off this team and give me an average quarterback or even a good quarterback, I don't think they win more than six or seven games. No, and, I'm with, I'm with and, and, and that's why I think Joe Burrow's the MVP. It's not really like a raw numbers thing because if you look at all the numbers, people are gonna see what they want to see. Like they just see Aaron right. Rodgers. Like I tell my friends, Joe Burrow's better. They're like, "Oh, Zim, you crazy?" I'm like, "I know it sounds crazy. Like look at my crazy shirt. You know, like I'm a crazy person, but it's not crazy to say that he should be in the MVP conversation like, at all." So I'm gonna get into some of these super chats. Appreciate you guys, and also be sure to subscribe to Zim Huda's YouTube channel, my YouTube channel as well, New Star City. Um, so Zim's is Zim Huda. It's all one word on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button if you're tuning in now. Definitely send some super chats through. We got Taxic, a tax for 199 says the Bengals' best game in the past three years. Huda baby. That was one of my favorite Bengals games of all time. I mean, when the when the nameplate came off of Joe Burrow's jersey, it just was a classic game to me. Um, Landon McLeod, when, when, Joe, when Joe walked out there with the Migos, what did he Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm still no, mind true. blown. Like people be like, <laughs> always hit us and say, "Bro, like y'all so connected, cool, yeah." But Joe Burrow, I had can't. no idea he was like, gonna wear it. I, had I know, no pe- idea. I know people around Joe Burrow. But you can't touch Joe. You can't talk to Joe. None of that stuff. <laughs> so whatever y'all thinking like exists behind the scenes, like yeah, I know some guys, but they, you know, you cannot touch. You cannot talk to Joe Burrow to see Joe Burrow do that and then post it on his gram to see all the locker room celebrations. Man. Him with the shirt on. I mean, 
Tim is insane, bro. And then, was... the, and, and, and then you're like, yeah, the Bengals posted it. Yeah, the Bengals had to post it at that point. Like, <laughs> it's lit. Like, like Bleacher Report, they had to post it. Once Joe Burrow says something or make a statement like that, you better you better catch that moment or you everybody else going to catch the moment and you're going to look stupid. So the Bengals, right. I wanted the Bengals seeing the Mingo shirt before because then they all of a sudden now they're like, oh, yeah, look at Joe. He's got on all the wide receivers. Like, you done seen the Mingo shirt, Bengals. Bengals.com and stuff like that for real. If I'm keeping it on it, but what Joe makes a move, it's all like chess moves and stuff. When Joe say something, it's when it's, yeah, when Joey B say something, it's it's up. It's, it's, it's up. up. Uh Landon, Landon uh-huh. McLeod 199 says, Zim, can you make a whole lot of orange posters, please? Let's get it. Who we doing first? We're gonna do the let's do the Joe Burrow poster. Let's go. Joey B, it's up. Um, we got one from Rogue 85. I got you though, bro. You said this really our year. We the most dangerous team in the NFL. I can somebody tell agree. me more. Somebody tell me somebody more dangerous. Y'all saw the Rams play this past week. You scared of Matt Stafford? Nah, sc- I'm not scared. We, we took Aaron Rodgers to overtime and gave him a win. You think we you think we scared of him? Like we and that was when we wasn't even like this dynamic force that we are right now. We went against the Broncos with the best corners in football. We won that game. We get we go against any team that has a running back. We stop all of their running backs. There's only there's only been two hundred yard rushes. There's Aaron Aaron Jones, who is one of the best in the entire National Football League, and Nick Chubb. Who else? Patriots because of Belichick. He I I respect the heck out of him. Respect him too. But you can't put up points with me. (laughs) No, man, Mac Jones. Nah, I like my chances. Rogory eighty five. Bills. Charging. Bills is up with them too. I'm like, it's up with anybody. Anybody can get the smoke right now. Titans, um, Titans with Henry. Titans with Henry. I'll take them. We beat the Titans last year, and we got a way better team now. Road Gray eighty five says, "Are y'all going to the first playoff yes. game? We in there? Yes. I bought Absolutely. my ticket last Wednesday. I had a feeling like we was just gonna, we was gonna win that game, or we was gonna lock it up. So I bought mine last Wednesday." Um, I think we're gonna be in. Did you did you already get yours in? I'm in the two, same section. I'm, I'm two sections away from you. You're a little bit okay. to the right. I'm a little bit more to the left. We in the hundreds though. Just know that we in uh, the hundreds. Absolutely, absolutely, freaking, absolutely, lootly. You darn skip. You gonna Thirsty. see me? I'm gonna go so crazy, people. Have you? They see. I don't know if they saw the footage of that jazz game. That's just a. That was the that jazz, jazz game. game. Was crazy. We're going level ten. Like yeah. it, 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 anybody tell somebody tell me, man, I'm just happy we're going to playoffs. I'm like, what? What? We about to go on a run, bro. We about to running. go on a run. Like if Flacco made a run, like I'll never forget that Flacco run. I it proved me wrong. I talked so much crap about Flacco. If Flacco made that run, if you see the landscape of football and what Joey B doing right now, I'm a cook, and I'm gonna bring all the food out there to the stadium, and it's gonna be salty for anybody that wants any op. We cooking all this food and it's gonna be salty for you. I told my man if he a Colts fan, you gonna come out to the Cincinnati, you gonna go home with tears that night. I promise you. And we are gonna have the first game of the wild card. Watch. Let's get like, it. They gonna open wild card weekend up. It's gonna be us because now it's super up. They we gonna make the NFL pay for not putting us on prime time. What are you doing? What are you stupid? You gotta watch this now. Remember they said during that Jazz game. Remember they said on the Jazz game. Why would anybody want to watch? The Bengals versus the Jags. You're gonna have to watch us now. You might want to get used to watching the Bengals on prime time. Are uh, you big wigs out there? You might want to get kind of used to seeing us out there because it's the Joey B era right now. Like we in it. It's Joey B and the Migos. You're gonna get used to it. They all 25 and younger. So it's only up from here. It's up for all of y'all. For the sure, Libra, man. the blue Libra for five dollars for all the haters saying the Bengals got lucky. Man, the look on Mahomes' face that second half said it all. The Bengals turned it on in the second half. Look, Patrick Mahomes, I am your conscience for the rest of your life. Patrick Mahomes, I'm in your mind. You can't escape me, Patrick. I am Joe Burrow, and I'm in your mind. I outdueled you. You can't stop me forever. Like, Patrick Mahomes is going to come out there the next time he sees Joe Burrow. and He call, he probably texts his mama. He probably texts his friends and said, bro, this dude just came out here and dropped 500 like, like it was nothing. Like it was nothing. We, they threw the whole kitchen sink at him. And honestly, though, like to see Joe hop those obstacles 
and to watch the best quarterback that could probably go that could probably outdo him. Maybe it's Herbert, maybe it's Aaron Rodgers to have him sit on the sideline for that whole six minutes and watch it happen. And he could do nothing about it. And when he had his chance on third and five, he couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? And to watch your to watch your opposition do that. Like that, like you could do with it. Like he for, already knew what time it was. For the rest of his life, I don't care what happens with us in the Chiefs for the rest of his life, he ain't never gonna forget that. Just like everybody at that game is never gonna forget your experience at the game. I want everybody in the comments to tell me about what you did. How'd you turn up at the game? It don't gotta be no super chat. Everybody gotta be at that playoff game for sure. Like it needs to be so all the way. The Bengals ain't telling us to say this. This is just us helping them and just driving the culture. Everybody got to be at that playoff game. It shouldn't be one empty seat because I got a good feeling about that. Zim, I know you're not, you know, we're not going to go there with you on predictions or anything like that, but I would just suggest that y'all be there in place who, to witness this this new era of Bengals football. Who who would you rather see, the Patriots or the Colts? Because that's more likely who it's going to be. The Colts, honestly, the Colts, I don't like – I think dude is having an amazing year to running back over there. His his name escapes me right now, but Jonathan he's obviously Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, 1,700 yards. I'm with that, though, because we got DJ Reader. We got all of those guys there. I love my chances with Carson Wentz because if Carson Wentz, he's kind of on the low, similar to Baker Mayfield. Like, they're kind of putting him on that Baker Mayfield last year diet, which is handoff, 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 because if you have Carson Wentz throw – 40 to 50 times, he's going to hand you that ball. So right. love for us to shut that down and then wait for Carson Wentz to start throwing out the interceptions. I, with Bill. Go ahead. I, I, I really want to exercise them demons. Like, I feel like Carson Wentz going to be cool, but I really – like, smoke. You I really want Dark Vader. I really do yeah. because I just think so much about football is like a mental – like, it's just mental battlefields where we're just – sending messages to ops. Like, all of my friends that play in the league, like, they watch that game. They message me and say, yeah, y'all super scary. Like, these are NFL players. You know right. what I'm saying? So, like, people are watching this stuff. You take out Dark Vader, like, off the break in the, in, the, in the beginning of the playoffs, no matter if it's 14, 9, 21, you know, 10 a or whatever. A dub. It, it just, it's going to make it so that everybody's like, what do we do if Bill couldn't do it? Because people would try to take the formula of whatever Bill would do, but they ain't gonna be able to do what Bill could do. I just right. think it. I think it would catapult you to the next level. I might. That might be like kind of. I might regret me saying that right now because nah, Bill, because Bill, Bill Belichick is no joke, and you know all respect to Bill Belichick and what he's done. But I think sometimes, like just like the Chiefs games, it's like you just got exercise some demons, bro, and just kill. I would hate to go. I think they were just, just – two, three weeks ago, I was pretty up on the Colts. I watched the Colts the last couple of weeks. I'm like, bro, he don't want no smoke with Joe. Like, the quarterback – like, people talk about quarterbacks versus quarterbacks, and I remember a guy saying, man, you act like the quarterbacks are tackling each other, but I'm like, you you, you tripping if you think they ain't looking across that field. Carson Wentz does not want to look across the field at a young Joe Burrow in his prime, just loop-de-loop, uchi-wally-wally in the pocket, moving around, dancing, cooking, and chefing boys up, throwing it around the field. What he going to do, try to emulate that and lose? Like, he don't want to look at that. So I just think that I think that's a blowout, and maybe that, that's the motivation that they need. But I, I just, I, I, to me, I guess it doesn't matter. I'm sorry. My bad. Facts, facts. Nah, you good. Uh, Mr. Hayward with the 499 Super Chat says, Who they boys? Congrats on the Migo shirt. Does Burrow play in the Cleveland game? And who do we play in the playoffs? We kind of talked about the playoffs part. I think for me, Burrow playing in the Cleveland game is based off of what happens in the Kansas City game that happens on Saturday. If the Kansas City Chiefs game happens, well, I don't even know that. I think it's based off of if he practices this week. But the Kansas City game, I think, tells you – all you really need to know, but I think you still have a chance to win with Brandon Allen at quarterback. So, like, you might be able to do both. What are your thoughts, Zim? Uh, I was going to ask you this, too. After I answer my part, let me ask you this. Do you think – let me answer my, what your question was. First and foremost, this is the most unorthodox take that you're going to get from anybody. I told you this, Ace, I don't have takes. I just, I just say what's on my mind sometimes. I think Brandon Allen should start and Joe Burrow come off the bench. 
All right, and, and, and this is why I'm saying this. I don't want Joe Burrow is not somebody that needs rhythm or anything like that. There's a couple of different things that I think have to happen. I think Joe Burrow needs a cementous case for MVP, and people say, well, you don't want to risk that or anything like that. But players like to go into their, you know, I don't want to, I don't want Joe, he's so hot. He's so hot right now. I don't want an instance where he takes a week or two off, and then he comes out to the playoff game flat. So, right. like, it sounds really weird, but start off, uh, uh, Brandon Allen. Maybe red zone opportunities, let Joe get a couple touchdowns or something like that. I'm sure the opposition might not like that and try to take him out. Maybe they go for his legs. So maybe I regret that part of it. That's the, the injury function of it. I can't. But I just think to get the stats that I want for the MVP, to get Joe still like in this like good rhythm that he's in, it's super unorthodox. But Brandon Allen starting the game, Maybe Joe come in for like a quarter or something, have some fun with the boys, cook up, hand off, run through some stuff, look at some matchups, see how they like. Because my next part is this: I think Deontay Smith should start. I think yeah, I, I think I think I think Deontay Smith should start. I think uh, Trey Flowers should start. I think uh, Har- uh, oh, Hargrave still on. I think Fred anybody. Johnson. I, Fred I, Fred, I think Fred Johnson should start at right tackle. But my biggest one is Deontay Smith. I want to see him. Just see how he is and how the coaching staff feels about him at the very beginning of it and see how Joe Burrow plays. Maybe he gives up a pressure and they say, all right, Joe, you're out of there. Or Deontay, you're out of there or something like that to get you out of harm's way. But I want to see, does he have the chops and the cojones to go toe-to-toe with NFL players and not get bothered in a moment or anything like that? Now, this won't be a playoff atmosphere, but I just think that getting some of those guys out there and then having a couple reps with Joe Burrow almost like on some weird preseason. Nobody's going to give you, like, I'm sorry. I just thought, of, like, Joe Burrow coming off the bench. But yeah. It, it's I weird. It. But, you know. But um, but but I was going to ask you, do you think that we mm-hmm. should start anybody? I don't know if you've seen this, but they've moved a bunch of guys um, to the to the, re- the injured reserve COVID list just mm-hmm. to make sure that they get a rest week. On that right. list was Lakeen Davis, Gaither. I'll pull it up while and I'll come up with it in a second. But they put – a couple guys on it to kind of give them some break. ADG um, break. is coming back. Uh, he they just put him on a, on his on his list for some reason. That saw, would be fire. I, I thought that they activated Auden Tate though. Did you see that? Nah, I didn't or, see or, that. Or he, or he came off of some COVID. That would be fire. That would be fire. Just to go over passing yards real quick. I had it pulled up. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, Joe Burrow has four thousand six hundred yards. Tom Brady has four. 4,900. So say he comes up, my theory, he comes off the bench. Joe Burrow throws for like 200 yards. They wouldn't say that Joe, that uh, Tom Brady has that much many, that many yards than him, right? Aaron Rodgers has 800 less yards than Joe Burrow right now passing. Go to passing touchdowns. Joe Burrow has 34. Tom Brady has 40. Aaron Rodgers has 35. Okay, oh, so I'm now saying. let's go to complete <laughs> completion percentage. Joe Burrow's number one in the National Football League at 70%. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is at 68. He's behind Kyler Murray and Derek Carr. Let's go to yards per attempt. Joe Burrow has 8.9. Aaron Rodgers is 7.8, far down the list. Justin Herbert, 7.6. Pat Mahomes, 7.5. Tom Brady's not even on this list for yards per attempt. He's not even on it because he doesn't push the ball down the field like that. So I could keep on going on different stats. People are going to want to see what they want to see. I just want to put that out there. No, nah, that's facts. Aquila, the great $5 Super Chat said, I said Lou was one hell of a defensive coordinator last year after the Steelers game. I was clowned for it. Now, after a three-point second quarter, I'm with you. I, w- I was on the Lou train for a while. I was, like, up and down on the Lou train. They used to kill me, too, when I would say anything good about Lou. On, Lou on that, is definitely doing this thing this season. On that list, it was Akeem Davis, David Hendrickson, uh, Von Bill. Spain, Hopkins, and people that were worried about Spain, we're good for the playoffs. We're, we're ready to go. Trust me, we're good to go. Um, another one from Herman for four ninety nine. If the Titans and Chiefs win, our wild card options are the Patriots or Bills, depending on who wins the AFC East or the Colts. Who would y'all rather see? We kind of answered that a little earlier. Um, I think, like Zim said, I wouldn't mind it either. I wouldn't mind seeing. Um, the Patriots and slaying Darth Vader whatsoever. Um, got another one here from Rogue Gray. I got to track it down, Rogue Gray. 
I'm not seeing it down here uh, for the 199. I'm not seeing it. Uh, he said Zim is stupid. Um, AF. <laughs> I am. I am very. Reacting to Kyle Rose five dollars. Zim was right about Faker Mayfield. Also, he called the media wanting us to fall. They mad now that we're winning to fail. Um, LOL, Bart Scott. Couple things. Faker Mayfield is exactly who I said he was. You got to think these Browns people never, they never had no quarterback. Like they never had no quarterback in their whole right. entire lives. So they mm -hmm. didn't know. And so when I do the debate with, with Quincy and stuff like that, I'm like, remember, I'm like, hey, bro, I'm mm -hmm. just trying to help you. I'm just right. trying to tell you. Like, when you, tell you. when you got that guy, bro, you're going to know. You're going to know. You're going to so, know. So that, that was it. And I mean, it's, it's easy to tell. And players talk. I will say that. So behind the scenes, that uh, it's a lot of people that like what I say about Faker Mayfield on their team, not on their team. There's a lot of players that like exactly what I say about them because it's real. We're all I said we these players are all injured. And for him to take that role every single time that he comes on, I just it was super weak. Bart Scott, I don't even really want to give you no energy for real because. In real life, you don't really even know killers for real, and you're just getting on TV saying weird stuff like that to suggest that you want Joe Burrow to get hurt. Like nothing but bad karma will come. It's to you, red. So. It's red like dots I, on them. I, it's I, red I, dots on them. It's Joey B and the Migos. The red yeah. dot is on you, sir. But can you imagine that though? Like you know, the one thing that we always say is we want all our ops healthy. Right. Yeah, we want, want them all healthy. I don't want no excuses. He's talking want about he wants like Joe going to get hurt and Zach want to get fired. You are a sad individual, sir. Like, how could you say? That's how you know they can't stop us. You got to do right. stuff like that because you can't stop us. And you're not going to be able to stop us. And if you really think that they're going to touch Joey B and nothing is going to happen, you already seen what happened when Akeem Adenergy ran up on somebody when they touched Joe. So, like, yeah, that's not Bar happening. Bartholomew off of Perk. Bar Bartholomew is tripping. Bartholomew is... Saudi, man. Big Saudi. I about to say, Chef Joe Burrow be cooking, but all my ops tell me that food is salty. They all walk away salty as hell. See what this is? That wink pack. Keep wink there. <laughs> it's that wink pack. Um, it's another. Uh, oh, another thing too. It's up for. It's up for like Zim said. The media wants us to fail. Mark Slareff out here talking reckless, talking about well, when's your when are you gonna get your playoff win and all of that. It's coming, bro. It's coming. We know that y'all just want Joey being amigos. It's cool. But y'all not going to be able to talk bad about us anymore after this. Don't you think um, that that's so crazy? Like, does anybody out, like, after all the stuff that Aaron Rodgers has done this year, right? With, you know, with the, the, the vaccination stuff and, you know, like how he handles some of the stuff. A lot of people think he's kind of a prick, right? Joey B being right. the guy that he is. Why do you think that the media doesn't really come or like these media figures that we're talking about, they don't mm -hmm. really have smoke for him? Why would they have smoke with the one Ohio kid that we all love, right? The one guy that could really do no wrong for us, the one guy that keeps it all the way 100, the one guy that put on a Migos shirt for a guy that he ain't really have to, the one Fair. guy that did everything that he could for his hometown Athens or whatever. Like, you go Fair. at him, of all people, like, I, I despise, like, I'm going to just get off that topic because I don't play about nine, bro. Like, right, like, we don't play about Like, nine. he doesn't know me, but I love nine. <laughs> like, I feel right. like he's so important <laughs> for the culture. He makes sports. I've said this, and people said I, I should have talked about it on the show. He makes sports colorless. Like, Facts. we get on here, like, Ben Roethlisberger, people talk about, like, race and does, is, does he like black people? Or they, they have weird conversations about things with Ben Roethlisberger that they don't like. Joey B gives us the ability, like all of us, to just everybody talk about, is orange. We're just talking about <laughs> sports. You, you know, that's the greatest thing about Joey B because you you trust them. And, and you could be black, you could be white, you could be Hispanic. You all trust Joe Burrow. And, and when you trust somebody, we, we know that he doesn't have an ulterior motive. Baker Mayfield, you, you want to shoot commercials, you want to make money, you want stardom, you want all these, you want the accolades and stuff. Joe Burrow wants to do this for Athens. Joe Burrow wants to win. Joe Burrow wants to play football. Joe Burrow worked his ass off to get back out here. You know what I'm saying? And, and we all trust him. And if you come for lesser than, like some of us, like myself, then he speaks for all of us by the way he plays. He doesn't have to come out and speak about Black Lives Matter. 
but he will. But if he didn't, every time that he has success, just like me and Ace have success, it speaks volumes. I don't have to speak on certain subjects because our success speaks volumes. And nothing that Joe Burrow does is malicious in any type of way for any walk of life. So anybody going against that, I just question them as a person because if you love football like I love football, he just makes it colorless. And all we do is talk about football every time we talk about Joe. You don't have to worry about, is he only going to throw to this guy? Or like all that weird stuff that comes with some of these other teams. And I, I'm sorry, I just I, that was one of my main points is like, I wanted to talk about it. I had a, a very controversial tweet like a couple of weeks ago, and a lot of people were like, I'm putting too much on him. But he does it without talking. He makes right. sports colorless. And I, and I love the fact that we just can talk about sports with him. Facts. Uh, John Wick, $5 Super Chat. Appreciate that, bro. Says, I want the Chargers first playoff game. I want the smoke. Uh, Herbert got to make it there first, man. Like you said earlier, Zim. Her- OB hey. came through against the Chiefs. Is Herbert going to come through against the Raiders? We you know you, you know who's going to be on his head. <laughs> you know who's going to be at his neck. It's going to be your boy Zim Hude. I'm going to be going, hey, your man don't come through and he'll come through and beat the Raiders. In a in a sudden death, life or death, life or death for your you know for your crown, and you telling me Herbert can mess with Joey B? Is you Jay Herbo or are you just little Herbert? You know, like are you what you gonna do? You and better not have no excuses. I don't want to hear about no refs, none of that stuff. Win the game, Herbert. Period. You want to be you want you want to be in the same sentence as my boy Joey B? You better win the game. Period. Joseph uh, with the $5 Super Chat. Appreciate that. The reason they're going to give A-Rod the MVP is because of the 35 touchdowns and four interceptions. Four interceptions in a season with 35 touchdowns is unreal. Burrow's 14 interceptions kills him. And, I mean, that's valid. But, I mean, did anyone not expect the Packers to be good? I mean, like, Joey B's coming off of a knee injury, (laughs) like major knee injury, coming out here doing these things. He's still young. I, I just think that. It really needs to be in a conversation. This man almost threw for a thousand yards in two games, and he really just doubled Pat Mahomes' like performance. I think we would all say in here, Pat Mahomes is probably it's a lot of people that will put Pat Mahomes over Aaron Rodgers. Joey B just went toe to toe with him, won the division, and did all of this. Like everybody expected the Packers to win that division. Right. Everybody expected Aaron Rodgers to beat Aaron Rodgers. I'm not trying to slight either one of those guys. I don't think right. anybody saw what Joey B was going to do this year and what kind of season that he's had against these guys. We're talking about a thousand yards in the last two games, guys. Right. Let's just let's just keep it a being like he really could go out there and I feel like he could throw for 500 again and end up with 5,000 yards after coming off of an uh, injured season <laughs> and he set franchise records. Just took out Andy Dalton's what? His his franchise record in one year essentially. Right. Like he really hasn't even played two full seasons yet. Like right. a lot of people don't even remember that part. I mean, then Joey, he goes I mean, out and 16, gets the passing yard record too. Sixteen Come games, on, man. sixteen games, four thousand six hundred eleven yards, thirty-four touchdowns, seventy. Uno rookie of the year. I don't want to hear anything. Seventy point four completion percentage, throwing the ball for yards per attempt is more is crazier. I agree with the with the gentleman said about Aaron Rodgers with the thirty-five and then only six four or six interceptions. But the way that Joe Burrow has yards per attempt, you know, like at that completion rate. Is insane. I like somebody would have to be like a stat junkie or something like that and show me, show me anybody that's ever completed that percentage and pushed the ball down the field like Joe Burrow. Like people that had that percentage, like Tom Brady is three percent lower than that. He he throws like six, seven, you know, like six, seven yards less. <laughs> like, I mean, bro, like it's it's insane. I'm sorry. It's insane. Last super chat, and I gotta hit on this, and because I definitely believe this, uh, one ninety nine super chat. Joe Burrow, comeback player of the year. I think that that's valid. Uh, possibly MVP. I think that's valid. Zach, coach of the year. I think that's clearly valid. Chase, offensive rookie of the year. No question. Uh, but we also no saw that Sauce Gardner declared for. The draft today. Let's talk about some sauce from Midwest Barbecue. Definitely be sure to check them out. 669 Justice Court. Yes. uh, Over there in Loveland. Definitely stop by there and get you some wings. Um, Definitely shout out to them. We appreciate all of the love. 
Uh, definitely swing by there and tell them that Ace and Zim sent you. Zim, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we get out of here? You want you, you think we spent any time on like um you know like I don't know, that's stupid. I was gonna say the calls from the Chiefs games. Like I just think it's stupid. At the end of the day, the only number that really matters is like 266, 464. You know, like refs can't throw that for you. Uh, you know, so I, I just want to address that because it was some salty Chiefs people in there. And at the end of the day, if I I, I like it things from perspective, say I'm them. I could complain about all those calls I want. But I will be even angrier. You know me. I would say, why did the defense let Jamar Chase score? Two, I mean, uh, have three touchdowns. Why didn't they double team Jamar Chase? Why, why did y'all get? Why did y'all let him just get two hundred sixty-six yards? Why did my def, Why did my offense only score three points in the whole entire half? Why did Joe Burrow throw for damn near five hundred yards? Like that, you know, like me, I'm player. Like I'm gonna be looking at the players first. I don't think any of them calls like can offset that. Like you could. You could argue those calls all you want, but at the end of the day, your defense did that. Your coordinator failed you. You got a man up, live to fight another day, because if it is really who you say you are, and I'm going to give y'all all the credit in the world because Pat Mahomes has been doing it. He got a ring, and we don't have a ring, so I have to respect my opponent in that aspect, but I just outdueled you. Rather than you sitting around crying with your tears dripping down your face, I can't hand you no tissue. Only thing I can say is see me in the playoffs, and if you think – you think it's smoke or you think that you want to do something with us and you think it was the rest fault, then come out there and go and win. Come out there and play us again and do it. Because I just outdueled you and you ain't do nothing about it except cry. And I can't help you. Facts. And with that said, we got to end this with a yes. Sorosky! The world. What separated your deep ball from everybody else? My deep ball, it had a little secret sauce to it, man. <laughs> uh, never get too high, never get too low, but just keep moving. The, the whole story is Carlos never beat me in any kind of sports in, in, in high school. 